When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Nisa. And I'm Omar. Welcome to another episode of our podcast, Help I'm Sad. In today's episode, we're going to talk about our childhood moments that shaped us, and we'll also be recommending a few self-help books that my therapist has recommended me throughout the years. And we are going to briefly discuss our top three love languages. How has your past month been? Um, to be completely honest, okay, so I'm a month into being a full 27-year-old. A month into 27, I can honestly say I feel like completely out of my childhood, if that makes sense. Like I don't feel like a child anymore. And so I know like at like at 26, I really felt like I was like rear ending out of like some like the immature things that I was kind of accustomed to and things like that. So I'm out of that and I'm kind of like having to grow and be accountable. <laughs> I think a lot of people like throw around that word, but like really be like taking a personal accountability for a lot of things that I do. Um, trying to keep my mental health under underway today. I'm not feeling it, but <laughs> yeah. yeah. How has your month been? Um, it's been pretty good. I did a social media detox for a week. And by social media detox, I mean, I did not post for our podcast Instagram page. It just becomes, I've talked to you about this before. It just becomes a lot. Like, because yeah. like in order to gain followers, you have to post at least twice a day. And I'm not a social media person. Like, I don't, it's not something I care to do, but I realized it's something we have to do for our podcast and um it can become very taxing like on your mental health because like for me like I put a lot of creativity into it a lot of work into it and if I don't see that people are noticing that yeah yeah it becomes frustrating because it's like okay I'm putting in all this work is it really worth keeping up and so I decided to take a week off of social media just so I could like regroup creative wise and I think people who follow you can tell when you're putting out content that isn't like as great as it could be. Yeah. And so I was feeling like I couldn't tap into any creativity during that time. And so I was like, okay, I'm just going to take a break. And I think it's hard for like 
us sometimes to take a break because well I know it's hard for me to take a break because I'm like okay I don't want to lose the momentum that's what it is yeah and so for me it's like okay well if I don't post then there's not going to be any engagement and then we're not going to reach our goals and all that stuff so I'm just like trying to figure out what the perfect combination is and the perfect schedule for posting that doesn't that isn't detrimental to my mental health but is also beneficial for the podcast okay so what's today's would you rather question today's would you rather questions um are both i mean they're not but they're both kind of fun questions. Um, so look into it. Would you rather have a huge imagination or a photographic memory? I kind of already have a huge imagination, but I guess it could be bigger. Um, <laughs> I would say photographic memory, though, because I feel like that's more useful in like yeah. everyday life. And also my memory is not that great. So I feel like photographic memory would be my choice. How about you? Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I feel like my imagination is really expensive. I mean, it could be more expensive, but I feel like God will lead me that way. And I wish I could remember more things than I do. So photographic memory would probably serve me better. What would you like? What's two things you would use photographic memory for? Um, of course, tests and horror assignments because material. Two, I would um photographic memory probably like music theory just so I can be a better musician I think I would use it for remembering like my favorite quotes from a book because I love to read and like I love words sometimes like you know I just need like a little inspiration so I would just be like okay let me tap into my photographic memory Also, like, you can offer words of wisdom to someone and you don't have to have, like, the book right in front of you. Um, I would also say, because I'm not in school anymore, so I wouldn't say, now, if I was in school, this may be ethically questionable, but I hate multiple choice questions. I was never good at it. And so I would, I'm like, I have anxiety for test taking, so I would have definitely, I definitely would have used it because God gave me this gift and he wouldn't want me to squander you know right. <laughs> the second one I would use it for would be for cooking so I could remember recipes like I don't have to like look at anything like I don't know there's probably mm. better things I just can't think of it right now we might go I might go to therapists therapy <laughs> it's very funny Come on, I might I'm gonna go I'm gonna go guys I'm gonna go I'm gonna go <laughs> okay I just need to keep saying it so I like y'all <laughs> <laughs> I used to think like people who went to therapy were the crazy were the crazy people versus people who do not go to therapy now are literally the crazy people because they're not taking responsibility for their health. I. That's me. so interesting to me. So <laughs> that's so interesting that you thought like that the people who went to therapy were crazy. I mean, it's not like far fetched idea because I've heard other people say like, oh, you only need therapy if like something's really wrong with you, which it's isn't more true. Step away from the mental health, mental hospital. That's what it sounds like to me. When you I'm say not gonna therapy, lie. it sounds like, like that's initially what I thought. And what I, yeah. What I think, and I get that. In the back of my mind, think, which is what's making me not <laughs> further look into therapy as much as I should, because I, I honestly probably do think that for sure. Okay. Well, 
I just want to ease you on something like ease your mind on please, that because please. when I first thought about going to therapy I had the same fear because I was very depressed and I like wanted to die and so I thought you know if I tell my therapist that they're gonna take me to the place with the grippy socks like I'm gonna go to a mental hospital wrap me up yeah I can't and they're gonna take me away from you know my mom and they're gonna take me away from my home and I have to go to a mental hospital for a while then I have to do group therapy and it's gonna be awkward but I realized by taking that first step to therapy that she had me do like this um, inventory list, like a survey of, to see how depressed I was and how anxious I was. And in order to get to the place where you have to go to a mental health facility, has it's not what you think it is. Like you think, oh, I'm depressed. Okay, well, time to go to your local mental hospital. Like, no, <laughs> like there's more to it. Like there's degrees of depression. And um, even though I was depressed, I never wanted to hurt anyone else or myself. So that was a key factor in me not having to go to a mental health facility. And even if you do have to go to a mental health facility, it's a way of helping you. I'm not saying like, oh, it's going to be fun. but like, It's a way <laughs> right, of like, right. it's a step forward. And if you really are trying to seek help and you are scared, it's a step that you might have to take. I understand it's easier said than done because I didn't have to go to one, but. Right. No, I'm, I'm in. I'm using this podcast and let's have a conversation as like a stepping stone to me actually talking to someone deeper on something that I probably won't share on this podcast. So all you have to do <laughs> is just take one step, which is just schedule one appointment, go to that appointment. It's literally preliminary. It's not, they're not going into deep stuff unless you want to go into deep stuff. So it's just preliminary, just getting to know you, your background. And then once you have that first one, I promise you, you're going to be like, huh, why didn't I do this sooner? There's going to be hard times for sure. Like there's times where I'm like, do I need therapy? And then I slap myself and I say, you were literally bawling your eyes out last night. You need therapy. But there's times where your brain tricks you that you're okay and you're not. So you do need to go. But there's times where you go and you're like, wow, that was a relief because I have someone I can talk to. And guess what? They can't run their mouth about it because then they lose their job. I'm telling you, like, I know I'm that you have to my, make the decision. Really, you really hyping me up. I really have to hype myself up or else I won't do it. So really, I know that's like, why I'm trying this. to that's why I'm trying to settle your fears about it, because I think you're talking yourself out of it when the thing is, like, if you just take it one step at a time, just one appointment, like it's like for me I tell you I had a panic attack before I walked into there and I was so scared but then I saw my I saw my therapist I talked to her a little bit why I felt I needed therapy and it was fine like it was totally fine I I made it worse than it was supposed to be like in my brain like I made it up to be this like really scary thing but it's it's really not so speaking of therapy and you know, taking it one step at a time. One of the common questions that um, we're asked when we enter therapy, like I would say within the first month of therapy is, you know, what was your childhood like? Or tell me about your childhood. I feel like we always hear that, especially when we see therapists on TV or like the classic therapist idea is like, and how does that make you feel? Or <laughs> what was your childhood like? Mm -hmm. And so that is... um a part of therapy and it's a part of therapy I have experienced and I think they ask that question because our childhood experiences greatly shape who we are 
you know, those are foundational moments in our life that make us perceive future events a certain way. And so our childhood can be where we first experience traumas, or it can be where some of us have like really nostalgic memories of being carefree and without responsibilities. (laughs) So um, I just want to talk about between us, this could be like a primer for um, your future therapy session. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. I would just want to know what was your childhood like? And I want the good, the bad, and the ugly. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Well, my childhood, I felt like was um, in in three words, it was like a lifetime action comedy. Like it was, it felt like I, I remember vacationing a lot. I remember going on trips to, to Texas on my own to visit my cousins. I remember um, like a village of people, both at church and, and outside of church, taking care of me and having people over and good food and the, the, the just a village. So the good is, you know, the trips. The bad is the surgeries, the um, divorce that I've had to see, um, some some abuse. I've had to endure as a child, to be honest, um, and still to see, and, to, and still to be grateful, and still to be like in a place of like I still like to be around people, or I still love people, and I still want to be, live to see another day, see what it brings. Even though, you know, the past was kind of had its uh, mix of everything. You know, okay. How about you? Um, I would say, let's see. The good would be my friends that I had when I was young which would be you (laughs) and other people but um I would say also my relationship with my mom is the good of the childhood um that I've had and my love for reading I think like because I was an only child I had to entertain myself a lot and so I escaped through books and that's something that I look back on and very much have good happy memories about the bad would be having to be emotionally mature before I was supposed to be and I had um many adults in my life that were emotionally immature and that meant I had to be an adult in an emotional capacity which is very unfair for any child because it kind of forces you to grow up before you want to that was something that at the time it just felt like, okay, this is what I have to do to get by. Right. Um, But looking back, it's like, wow, this was like actually unfair and very isolating and lonely. Um, I would say that as a child, I was also very angry, (laughs) probably because of the emotionally immature people in my life. But um, I was also angry because of like, you know, my father abandoning me and like just feeling very alone with my feelings. And when I was younger, I would bottle it up. And I would say like now I keep it like I suffer alone, but I wouldn't say I bottle it up. Like I feel my feelings now. I'd also say I was an overachiever, (laughs) which probably like um, promotes more anxiety than I should have had when I was younger. Um, and I was also really shy and I had social anxiety. At the time, I didn't know it was social anxiety. Like, I just thought, oh, it's just hard for me to talk to other people. 
But like, (laughs) thanks to therapy, I realized it was social anxiety. You know, being surrounded by narcissistic people when you're a child is really like, what's the nice way to say this? Um, I would just say it's traumatizing. (laughs) Like, it's very like, it teaches you like, oh, maybe I can't trust people. And if you can't trust your family, that sends a really big message as a child. Like, okay, if I can't trust my family, then I definitely can't trust someone who's not my family. And so I think that's where I've had a lot of trust issues. And, you know, when I went to therapy, I thought that I was going to therapy because of my father issues, like because I was abandoned. I thought I'm going to therapy and I'm sad because of that and that we were going to fix that. And I realized that although that was a big moment in my life and it definitely influenced me and impacted me negatively, there's other people in my life um, extremely narcissistic people in my life that impacted me worse, which is shocking. <laughs> like, I wouldn't say worse, it was just different, maybe. And that was something that going to therapy really helped me realize like, hey, like the way that you function now is largely because of those relationships with people who are narcissistic. And the way you feel about yourself is because of those relationships with narcissistic people. And I thought that like, oh yeah, it was hard having those people in my life not show up as who I thought they should have been. But like, it really messed me up. And I did not think that. Like, I thought, oh, it's just like a side issue. And that's why I think therapy is so important because like, it will really show you like, oh, I thought I was in here because of this, this and that. But really at the, that was at the surface. There's something else underneath it. So I also wanted to talk about some book recommendations my therapist has given me that I found helpful. This is obviously based largely on my own trauma. So (laughs) take what you want and leave the rest. Um, You can also find our book recommendations on our Instagram page. If you check the reels tab, I did a reels or I did a reel about my favorite books that my my therapist has recommended me and what I've learned from each one. So the first book I want to recommend, and this is in no particular order, the first book that I have to recommend, and I truly believe everyone should read this, and not just because it's by a Black author, okay, but because it will change the way that you look at boundaries. So this book is called Set Boundaries, Find Peace, and it's by, I hope I don't butcher her name, Nidra Glover Tawab. So this book is about setting boundaries. Um, It explains how to set boundaries. It will explain and describe if you are someone who has no boundaries or if you have porous boundaries and if those are at the root of almost every problem in your life, which I found out is very true for me. The fact that I have porous boundaries or sometimes no boundaries with certain people in my life are the reasons why I feel the way I often do. And it is a problem. In every area of my life, it's the root of the problem. It also talks about self-boundaries, which to me was a mind-blowing and huge concept um, because it's about if you're betraying yourself, if you're a people pleaser, um, if you sabotage yourself, that's definitely a section that helped me because I'm that type of person. Like 
I struggle with keeping boundaries for myself. Like I say, I'll do one thing and then I won't follow through and that's self-betrayal or Mm -hmm. I'll just say yes to everything or to other people. um, And that's not honoring my own boundaries to myself. I was definitely experienced self-betrayal today. And I'm so grateful for you being accountable (laughs) for me and pushing me because yeah, I I definitely felt that. Yeah. Um, A second book that I recommend is The Dance of Anger and it's by Dr. Harriet Lerner. Although this book is geared mostly to women, um, I don't think that men can't gain something from it. Um, But I think it's mostly geared to women because it talks a lot about Um, people pleasing and how it can be emotionally taxing especially for women because as women societally we're trained to please people like we don't put ourselves first we often put our husband or family or somebody else first Um, and so that's why it can develop into anger and I realized that I was one of those people who was angry at other people when I should really have been angry at myself because as I mentioned in my first book recommendation um I did not uphold my own boundaries with myself. And so I was betraying myself, but to me, I was placing the blame on other people and felt like they were betraying me. When they weren't betraying me, I wasn't telling them what my boundary was. And so I didn't give them the opportunity to honor that boundary. Mm. Um, The third book is Why Won't You Apologize? And that's also by Dr. Harriet Lerner. And I would say... This is one of my favorite books on the list because my therapist was recommending it to me because I struggle. I have people in my life who don't apologize and own up to the things that they've done. And that's like a classic narcissist, you know, a narcissistic Hmm. person won't apologize for the things that they've done. And they're often in denial. And that's something that's very hard for me. Although I have forgiven people who haven't apologized, it's still frustrating when you express yourself to someone and they act like nothing happened. Like they will literally lie and say, I never said that or I never did that. And that can be very frustrating for me. And so this book really helps me, one, learn how for myself, like to apologize to someone in in an effective way and um, to make that person feel like you're taking accountability for what you've done. And it also explains why some people refuse to take accountability and apologize. And a lot of that has to do with shame and denial. I think that book is, I really like that book because it was twofold. It wasn't just like, why won't you apologize to me? But it was like, why won't I apologize? Like, or why do I apologize in this way? Um, And Mm. so I think everyone should just read that book because I think a lot of people struggle with apologizing and saying, I'm sorry, because they feel like they're conceding something. Mm -hmm. Is it that people say it too much or don't say it enough? Yeah, that's true. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. 
$45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out of pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. The fourth book that I is also at my like top. I really love it. It's attached and it's by Dr. Amir Levine and Rachel S.F. Heller. And this one, I feel like is very popularized. Like people talk about it a lot. Um, it's about our different attachment styles. For me, this was like really mind blowing because it taught me that like being dependent on someone else isn't bad. And society makes us out, makes it out to feel like people who are dependent on other people, especially in the United States, because it's a very individualistic culture, it's bad to depend on people, but it's not. Everyone needs to do it. Like all humans are dependent on other humans. But yeah. the problem is with how we communicate our needs and function in the relationship that pros that poses the problem. And so for me, that book really helped because they explained why I have an anxious attachment style and how to pick a partner that is securely attached. And mm. Um, anxious, anxiously attached people tend to cling to avoidant attached people. And so, because it plays into each role, I get to be anxious while you get to avoid. So, you know Mm. what I'm saying? Like everyone stays in their role, but if you have a securely attached person, it forces you to get out of your anxious attachment or your avoidant attachment and be more secure. So that's why anxiously attached people struggle. And they often gravitate towards, you know, people who are avoidant because it's like, hey, I get to stay in my comfort zone of being anxious. And that's not what we want. That's not truly what we want because we don't want to be anxious. We don't want to, you know, be scared that our partner's gonna leave or feel like we're too much for someone. Yeah. But it's just that part of us that for some reason can't escape that cycle. And so this was huge for me because I, I was now after reading that book, I was looking at every relationship I had with someone. I was like, it will it will help you see relationships in a very different way. All right. So I heard that our top three love languages are actually the love language languages that we never received when we were children. So like, Mm. what we, yeah, I know. So interesting. When I heard that, I was like, "Mm, that sounds right. (laughs) It's like what we get, what we didn't get as children is now what we crave or need as adults. And I definitely, I didn't like, I, when I heard this, I was like, I relate to this so much. And I don't know if it's like grounded in any truth, but it feels true to me. (laughs) Um, And it definitely is something that resonates with me. So I want to know what are your top three love languages? My top three love languages. I mean, I feel like all the love languages are equally what I would prefer. Um, But in 
if I had to put it in order, I feel like top three would be one is words of affirmation, um, quality time, and then acts of service. So the my top three love languages, and by love languages, we're talking about how we like to receive love. Um, but we'll talk about how we also like to show love in a second. But like how I like to receive love is my top one is quality time. Is that really that shocking? I was abandoned. Obviously, I need quality <laughs> time. And I didn't then, know <laughs> it's okay to laugh I'm laughing about it I think it's hilarious um (laughs) then words of affirmation again I was abandoned emotionally like I need someone to tell me that they love me (laughs) and then acts of service and that's probably because I feel I when I tie when I look at these things I'm like I know why I need these things like quality time I didn't have that quality time with my father Words of affirmation didn't have that with my father. I didn't know how he felt about me, you know. And then acts of service is, I know why I need that because I felt like when I was younger, I had to do a lot of the heavy lifting, meaning like emotional work. And so like, for me, that means like, just do something for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, why am I always doing something for someone else? I want someone to do something for me. And so I love that ours, um, acts of service is both of our last one. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah because I, I i was toy, i was toying with access service and physical touch but um when i have to weigh it out in my current state of reality i think an act of service to know that you actually care about me yeah <laughs> what means way more than you have to give me a hug or put your hand on me and saying thank you because keep your hands to yourself covid <laughs> why do we have the same issues (laughs) (laughs) but this is so interesting to me because I was also thinking about why acts of service is important to me and I think it's important because there's you know three main people in my life who are influential very selfish and that's something that's very triggering for me is when people are like very selfish and they only think of themselves and so for me like that's what I need someone who's going to be like hey I actually considered you for once like that would be great (laughs) right (laughs) I actually thought of you in this moment that would be great um so now that we talked about how we like to receive love I want to know how you like to show your love is it the same way that you like to receive love because I've heard that's also a thing like most people who like to receive their love in certain ways will show it to other people the same way yeah, that's that's really what it is. I'm really good at giving words of affirmation. So yeah, that's the top of my list. Um I'm I'm really iffy with quality time because I work a lot. But mm-hmm. aside from work, the, the time that I do some people, I try to be as present as possible. So quality time is important as well. And active service, when I do have money, when I'm not broke, I'd like to do give people gifts, you know? So that's gift giving then. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh. Not, not okay. Access <laughs> is like um, doing access something service. outside of outside of gift giving. I get yeah. it. Yeah. So it's yeah, like, I, oh, I noticed the kitchen was dirty and you've had a long day. Of clean the kitchen. Clean kitchen. Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> Cooking, things of that nature. Yeah, yeah. I do that. I do cook a lot. I don't cook a lot now, but I used to cook a lot. Yeah. Um, something I found interesting is that for you, words of affirmation is your top one and Although it's important for me, it's my second one. And I think for me, words of affirmation, why it's not my top one um, is because I think I've told you this before, but I believe nothing anyone says to me. And so that's what's so interesting to me that 
I want you to tell me things, but I'm not going to believe it. Like, how twisted and messed up is that? Like, I'm so like, you, tell me everything like that initial, I want to hear, but I'm not going to believe anything you're saying. It's, and it's like a like an initial, like, I hear everything you're saying. Do you not, do you like not see it as their truth instead of like as the truth? I don't know. I think for me, okay, we're about to get really deep. <laughs> But like, as if we weren't already, but like, <laughs> right, we're already in the ocean, baby. Let's go. I think for me, it's really hard because I've had people in my life like tell me they love me. But to me, when you love someone, you treat them a certain way. And those yeah. people did not treat me in the way that I and what I think is universally known as love. <laughs> and so for me, I'm like, OK, you can say that, but I don't believe you because your actions don't align. Yeah. And same yeah. thing with my father. Oh, I'm going to come see you this weekend. Where are you? Because you said you're going to see me this weekend, but you're not here. So I don't believe anything you're going to say. Yeah. And that's the thing for me is like, even though I think, you know, this that push and pull where it's like, I want that. I need that because I never had it. But because of my trauma, I'm resistant to believe it. Yeah. Even though I want to, I want to believe that what people are saying to me are true. But I just, the time and time again, I've been proven that you can't. Right. And so- I think that's it's so interesting to me that you want something but then you're so resistant to it I just think that's such an interesting concept but it is it yeah. is um I think so that you said you <laughs> for your the way that you show love I feel like most people that's how most people do it like you know I want to receive these things so that's why I give to other people yeah and for me I found it interesting because I'm not that way like for me, the way that I show love is through acts of service, quality time, but gift giving. You won't catch mm. me giving words of affirmation <laughs> and you won't catch me doing physical touch too much. So I think that's very interesting because you would think that like my top three would be what I give to other people. But for me, um, the, I'm going to give you the reason why for each. Okay. Your, so ca- your case is like the really opposite does attract. Like you. Yeah. <laughs> you're opposite what you like to receive gotcha yeah so like acts of service is big for me if I'm going to give up my time to do something for you or like I'm like let's say I'm already tired from my day but I decide to do something for you I really love you and see I like how you (laughs) equate that to real love because for me I just equate that to just doing a good deed and I don't Mm -hmm. think I I don't think I count my good deeds as as love tokens as much as I do like cash and just on. doing something nice to, to someone but it or really off, is like off, an act of balancing love. or off balancing what, what would oh. cause me to go to hell you know oh, i'm thinking okay. that i'm thinking that dramatically about it that's interesting i like don't really take it that far like i just think like oh i know like you know this person's had a bad day so let me make dinner even though i'm tired i'm still gonna do right. it for you because i know you know you've had a long day and see i don't even think people i don't I don't like think people think that way, which is why mm. I think the thing the way I think. Okay, <laughs> clearly, yeah. And so, yeah, my second one is quality time, and I like that just because I like being alone. And so, if I choose to spend my time with someone, I to me that's love. Like I let you in my space. I'm giving you, you know, a few hours of my day where we can actually like bond and connect. That's big. <laughs> Yeah. Because usually I want to be at home chilling by myself. Yeah. And then my my third way that I like to show love is gift giving. And to me, the reason why I do that is because 
for me, it's attention to detail. Like if I, you say like, we're at the store and you say, oh, I love that. In my mind, I'm banking that in my mind. And I'm saying, okay, I'm going to come back and get that for their birthday or for Christmas, whatever. And to me, that shows love because I paid attention in that moment. And also it costs money to buy stuff. And if I'm sharing my money with you, (laughs) that's real love to me. That's real, real love. Especially if I'm sharing food. Oh, yeah. You just have, you know what unconditional love for me feels like. It's interesting that I want words of affirmation, but I don't do it. Like, I'm not really good at it. It's hard for me to, I could, I could write it. Like, I could write how I feel, but to verbalize it to me just feels like too concrete. Mm. Like, it feels too, like, okay, now it's out there. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I said, I love you, and now I can't take it back. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And then for physical touch, it's just like, I think both of these things require too much vulnerability for me. So that's why I don't do it as much, but yeah. Interesting. Thanks for listening to another episode of Help I'm Sad. We hope you enjoyed it and we'll tune in next month for another new episode. During the meantime, interact with us at Help I'm Sad Pod on Instagram. We post mental health tips and extra content that isn't available in the podcast. And if you feel so inclined, Please follow us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and leave us a review and rating. It would really help us out. You can also interact with us on TikTok, Help I'm Sad Podcast, and on Facebook at Help I'm Sad. Until next time, love, light, and peace. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.